This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good fucking morrow, everybody! This is The Darker Side of Midnight. I am Matt Blaze, executive producer of The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. With me, as always, he is the board operator of The Other Side of Midnight. The one and only Big Tone is here. How you doing, my man? And also joining us, he is a local board operator and producer. The one and only Elias is here. Yo. It's Friday, fellas. And we only, yeah, right after this, we are gone for the weekend, even though it is only like 5.30 in the morning. But our work day and work week is done. That is the only advantage, if you want to call it that, of working the hours that we work is that you get done early on Friday. Thank you, Jesus. So if you're a the going out partying type, you can go home now, go to sleep, and be ready for tonight. Now, back in the day, I will love this, to be quite honest, more than I do now. Because I work not far from here on 44th Street between 2nd and 3rd. And I used to work 4 p.m. to midnight, Monday through Friday. So I was still at work at midnight on Friday, and you want to be out. Now, luckily, because we're in New York City, that's when things are starting to pop off at midnight. So we were good because a bunch of us would go out to a little bar around the corner, hang out. But there were times that I might want to go out in New Jersey, and I get there, and the place is about to close in in like an hour because they closed, bars closed in New Jersey at 2 a.m. And at 1.30, they start clearing everything out, not like New York. So there were times that I'd work late, and then I, I was stuck. What am I going to do? Luckily, I did work in other jobs where I worked till midnight, but if we didn't have anything to do, we can go home early. So that was it. And I always say how, like, we would, like, most people have, like, dressed down Fridays, we would dress up on Friday because then we would go out right after work. So on Friday is when you get dressed up for me. Now I dress down seven days a week. <laughs> you don't ever see me not wearing I wear sweatpants and a t-shirt every single day. I have not put on a pair of jeans in at least Six months, and that was only for like a day. You were dressing up for that day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I don't know what it is, man. I come here. I think it's just this mindset that it's the middle of the night, and I just want to be comfortable. So I don't. I don't have any desire or care to dress up. Like who the hell am I seeing? There's nobody here at this time of the night. Yeah, it's- exactly. Who am I dressing up? For? You know, uh, I'm kind of the total opposite. I gotta, I gotta dress up when I'm going out, or else I just feel, I just feel like I'm, like I'm home, and I just feel lazier. You know, I, I put, you know, by dressing up, I mean putting a pair of jeans on. Right. But, but that's about it. Right. And some people are like that. Look, Ken, when he was working here, oh, he, runway model, yeah, he, he dressed up every day, and I mean by and, and by dressing up, he would wear a pair of. Of, I guess you could call them Dockers. We used to call them Chinos, <laughs> right, yeah, Tony? They, they, yeah, yeah, Chinos. They were they were Chino pants. Have his polo shirt on. He had a polo shirt. Back, you know. the, the hair was all gelled, all tucked in, looking like a GQ model. The only day he did not look where the only day he'd wear like jeans would be on Sundays, like Sunday nights when we would come in. He wore jeans and sneakers. Oh, okay, he was laid mo- back. Most yeah. of the time. It was always like the chinos, the tucked-in polo, 
the hair not he and I go, like, why the fuck are you dressing up? There's nobody here. And he's just like, yo, that's just how I am, like going to work. And some people are like that. Hey, you know, he's young still. He's not like us who no. are old and like fuck it. Hey, whatever, we don't care. Hey, look, 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 like you said, whatever's comfortable. I'm fine in my jeans and a sweatshirt exactly. and my bucket hat, and I so, keep it moving. Okay, all that's need. all you need. That's all you need. So it is our Friday, and then we're out of here. This is the darker side of midnight, where we talk about what Frank Morano talked about earlier on the other side of midnight. And if you are listening to this, you want to listen to the other side of midnight for the same day today, being January. The 12th. So listen to both shows. And also, you want to listen to yesterday's show of The Other Side of Midnight because we're going to go over some stuff from yesterday's show first. We like to do this in chronological order. I just feel like I have to do it that way. Otherwise, we'll be all mixed up. So Frank yesterday had on Ellen Joven, who is a grammar expert. Now, the ironic part about having a grammar expert on this show is that Frank throws out all rules of grammar (laughs) and purposely, purposely messes up words just to piss people off at this point. Connecticut, maple syrup, brookaline are the favorites. How, how does he say secret again? Secret. Today he said that people have said to him that he says until instead of until. The other one is like Stewie Griffin. He goes white. He pronounces the H in all WH words. What? White. But then what did he say? Tony, what did he say? It, and, and he said it. Oh, he said Lebanon. Yeah, it's he Lebanon. Talking, he was talking about Lebanon, and he said Lebanon. Le- Lebanon. Like, and it's I go, Lebanon, man. Come I was on. like, yo, it's Lebanon. And then later on, he did say Lebanon. So then I was like, yeah, he was messing it up on purpose, doing his thing, doing the, the Murano thing. So he has on a grammar expert while this guy messes up words all the time. I think I think he was trying to correct himself, but I, I think it was more of a call for help than anything. Yeah, Maybe. <laughs> But she was saying that that there are a lot of words that people use. Now, Frank's one of those guys, uh, they were talking about irregardless, and he wants to use the word irregardless, even though there is no such word. I mean, regardless is irregardless. Like, there's no reason to say irregardless, right? But then Frank doesn't like when people say, and I understand this, and I do say this now, not on purpose. I actually agree with what Frank says, how people say, I could care less. And it's really, I couldn't care less. Because if you say, I could care less, that means There's you're not caring. You're not, yeah, you can care even less than you're saying you can care. Right. In other words, if you don't like something at all, right, Tony? Because Tony looks very confused right now. How about just say, I just don't give a shit? Well, you can say that too. Okay. That but works. if you say something like, oh, I couldn't care less what Elias says. Right? Mm-hmm. That means that's the lowest form of not caring. Okay. If I say I could care less what Elias thinks, that means I could care even there is there's room for caring even less. Something if I, I say wasn't I that could bad. care less. Okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree with that, but I, I find myself saying I could care less. And Frank I said it once and Frank's like, You mean couldn't care less? And I'm like, No, you're you're right. Because I don't even like it, but I say it because I've heard it so many times. It's the norm. Like I've said it several occasions also. Right, but, but you actually mean you couldn't care any less. Yes, yes. But Just I'm... like when people say, same difference. Well, wait, wait, hold on a minute. It's not the same difference. It, it, if it was the same difference, that means it's different. It's an oxymoron, right? Yeah, it's not the same difference. That makes no sense. You know, and I never, no difference. I never thought about that. But not know. same difference. If it's the same difference... It's either the same or it's different. Which one is it? It makes I don't get it. <laughs> we should ask her about that in language. But she was more about grammar. Well, that's grammar. That would be, I guess, fall into grammar. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it? Or language. Well, she was also a language expert. That was the other right. that was the other category. But they covered grammar because Right. Because Frank said he wanted to get the word irregardless in the dictionary. Listen, there's a lot of words that aren't real words in the dictionary. The worst offender of this 
is the fact that they changed the definition of literally to mean not literally. Like, you know how people go, oh, I literally just died. No, 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 you didn't. That means you'd be dead. Yeah, you figuratively died. Right. Well, because people say that all the time now, they've actually changed the definition of literally to mean figuratively. Yeah, I'm it, starting to think r- that the, whoever writes the insane. dictionary is really, is really right. slacking here. Right. It's the exact opposite of what it means. These Oxford And then morons. they go, well, people use it so much now, we're just going to make that the definition. Yeah, they are Oxford morons. Okay, but let me ask you this question. Who gives the person, who has the authority to, to change the definition? Well, the people at the right, the Webster's or whoever okay, writes well, the dictionary. Yeah, okay, Miriam, whoever Yeah, Miriam but Webster. Who's the, but who's the, who's the powers that be at Webster's dictionary? That's what I'm trying to, I'm trying I, to get I, at. I have no idea, but obviously there is a power that be that goes. Mr. English. That goes, we're going to put this in our dictionary, and we're going to make literally mean not literally, because everybody says it that way. And, you know, they were also talking about, they were also talking about adding letters for nostalgia. Do you remember that? When they were talking, Frank was like, you know, I occasionally put the U back in color, or it might oh. not have been that word. But, <laughs> right. But he, he, you know, he sneaks a U in there for nostalgia. And nostalgia when? Nostalgia when you were living in the UK? <laughs> yeah. When, when was that? What nostalgia are you talking about? Nostalgia <laughs> back in 1775? You haven't had to worry about that for a couple, a couple centuries now. Yeah. Well, what do you, I mean, he does, like I said, he uses that white and where. Which is like an Eng- an old English kind of a thing, where you ca- where they would say the H in those words. What, like like Huey Lewis? I mean Huey Lewis, like Stewie Griffin. Why well, am I thinking Huey Lewis? I very, yeah, very different. Yeah, I'm thinking Stewie Huey. That's why Stewie Huey. Okay, Stewie. All right. So um, we had the language expert, and then Frank. We talked about how, and I I agree with this. January is becoming the most favorite month of people because there's not much going on after the holidays in January. After all of this, the holiday season of all the different holidays we have, then when January rolls around, you can sort of relax because people during the month of December, there's a lot of Christmas parties. You have, like, if you're married, your spouse has a Christmas party you may have to go to. Your kids have Christmas events. There's the winter concert. There's school stuff. There's Christmas. There's Hanukkah. There's Kwanzaa. There's whatever else you celebrate during the year, uh, during the month, I should say, of December. And finally, January comes after the new year, January 1st. And then now you can just chill and you don't have to do anything on the weekend. It's because everybody's broke. Nobody has any more money. Right. right. Now, for me, I like I love the holiday season and I just chill all year anyway. I don't care. I don't I don't do anything. Nothing for MLK day? I'm not like Frank. No, what I mean like I'm talking about like my weekends aren't filled. No, of course, of course. Uh on the weekends doing things like Frank is always complaining how he has so much to do on the weekend. It's like, "Well, dude, just stay at home. There's nothing. There's you don't nothing have wrong. to do anything. Yeah, there's nothing wrong staying in your house. Yeah, with your, with like your you don't have to go. Chilling. He's like, oh, I got to go here and I got to go there and there's this and that. And I go, I look, I understand you're married, you got a kid, you got friends who have kids, they have birthdays and parties and things like that. That I get. But there's other things that don't have anything to do with stuff like that where you just stay at home. No one's forcing you to go out. Just chill. That's all. I mean, that's what I do. I don't go anywhere. I I'm I will go home today after we're done here, and I won't leave my house until I have to leave on Sunday to come back. I, 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 I won't go anywhere. That, well, it depends. I, maybe. Well, it's supposed to rain, I think. Is it supposed to yeah, rain we, during yeah, on, I, I tomorrow, think so. today? Think even tomorrow is Sunday. We got, yeah. some, we got some bad weather coming. Yeah, they yeah. say bad weather's coming again, so I'll just stay home and chill. What, what am I doing? Well, I got nowhere to go anymore. I just with our hours, I just want to relax. Weekend comes, man. I'm ready to relax. I just want to sleep. I just so, want to sleep and chill. I agree. January is is the slow month as it should be. We need that once in a while. They don't have, to have a holiday every month. But Martin Luther King Day is on Monday, right? Yeah. Then the next holiday after that 
It's like President's Day. It's President's Day. That's in Day. February. Welcome, That's in February. What comes first, Valentine's or President's? Pres- Valentine's, Valentine's, if you want to consider that. Yeah, but that's not, yeah, yeah, no big deal. But that's not like a, that's not like a, like a federal holiday. Like, people don't get off. Right, that. right, okay. For uh, hell, we holiday. don't get off. We work in radio. Yeah, we don't get off any day. So, like, no holiday. Yeah. Technically, you have to, you have to put in, because we work in radio, if we want to be off, we have to put in for that. Because we work in a department where if the holiday falls on your work day, you got to work, which means days like Memorial Day, days like Labor Day that are always on a Monday, we have to work. Other days, depending on when they fall, you have to work, but you don't get off. In other words, if the 4th of July is on Sunday, we don't have to put in for the 4th of July, but that means Monday is when everybody would get off for the holiday, we would have to put in for that. Tony and I were, were lucky enough to get the uh, the double. You guys were Christmas, New Year's. Because yeah, yeah. Christmas and New Year's are seven days apart. We right. got the lovely double Sunday yes, where we yes, were coming we in on Sunday night. Right. So you missed the fact that the last two years it was on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, we didn't have to come in on those specific days. But then you can you had a, if you wanted it off the actual day that people like instead of like if Christmas is on a Saturday, you have Friday off. All right, Tony, don't worry about it. Just another six more years and we'll uh, we'll get there. Look, yeah, hey, it is what it that's is. That's right. At least you we get got paid, though. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, well, I'm you get paid it. for being here on the holiday. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm totally fine with January, and I think everybody else should practice just chilling out. And yeah, if Tony's right. People are broke by the time January comes, or you're screaming and crying because you get your credit card bill <laughs> after everything you spent yeah, that on the holiday. I'm telling you, I, I saw mine almost crying. <laughs> I just bought shower doors for my new bathroom, and I ain't cheap. So the other thing that Frank talked about yesterday, which, um, which. Uh, I can understand this, and I. it's just one of those stories that it seems to happen more and more and more. This happened in Australia where a store owner of a gelato store kicked out the family because their kids were screaming and crying and throwing tantrums in the store, and he said, enough of this, you need to go. And then there was some other lady named Laura, but we'll call her Karen, who was t- uh, taking it into her own business to decide, she decided to film the whole thing, video this whole thing, and give her opinion how she thought it was appalling that this shop owner kicked out the family and these kids that weren't that bad, it's no big deal, blah, 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 blah. Well, let me tell you something, Karen. <laughs> you, are the, you are the exact in this society that we have now. And here is the problem. The problem is these parents nowadays, they think the entire world revolves revolves around them and their kids, and they can do anything they want no matter where they are. And God forbid you give them a dirty look. God forbid you deny their kids something or throw them out of somewhere where their little kids are throwing a tantrum. You're the bad guy. Look, the whole world does not revolve around you and your family. We, regular people walking around, don't have to deal with your kid crying and throwing a tantrum in the store, making a mess, running around, screaming and yelling, because you don't know how to discipline your children, which means you probably let them run around your own house. Your own house is probably a wreck and a mess and disgusting, and and this just is just a reflection of how you parent. You're lucky. That thus far in the 21st century, we don't have a way to kick crying kids out of airplanes safely. You yeah, know? seriously. That's the worst thing. Um, I, I experienced that flying to Miami one time. It was the, it was a wide body jet. The kid um, the kid was with was with it, with, it, with his mother and father, and they had some more kids. And the baby was crying, yelling, screaming, wah, wah. and she slapped the mother. And everybody, we all looked. It was like, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. That was my mother. My ass would have got my ass would have got beaten. Okay, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But nowadays, these parents, you know, they all in timeout and all of that. I'm from the era. Matt's from the era. 
our parents whooped our ass. We yeah. got out of line. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I threw a temper tantrum, my mother would grab me by the hand, either take me outside or take me into the bathroom whoop my ass. It is what it is. Because my mother always used to say, you're not going to embarrass me. Right. When yes. that kid yep. did, exactly when right. that kid did in, that. in Australia, that was embarrassing. Yeah, now the, today the parents just take it. Like they're bitches to their own little kids. That's what they are. And I'll tell you, my dad, there's no way he would have stood for that. Or my mom. I remember one time with my mom, we were at a friend's house, and my mother said something to me. And I'll, I I still see this clear as day. I was in, we were in the garage, and my mom was standing at the garage door, like, and I was by the door that goes into the house. And my mother told me to do something, and I stuck my tongue out at my mom. And my mother had that look in her eye, and I was frozen. I couldn't even move. And she came running in at the smack. I don't. I don't think. She, I don't. I think. I don't think she smacked me across the face. You know, I got the butt spanking. But my dad. I'll never forget the one time my dad. We were. I think I might have told this story once before that we were playing outside and by the building, close to the building, and there was older people, and they were yelling at us that we were playing too close to the building, and I was running toward the building, not realizing, and I, I actually put my shoulder through the window of the downstairs Ooh. apartment building, apartment. And my sister, it was my sister was there and another girl, and they ran, so I ran. And we ran home, and I told my dad. And the apartment was vacant, so it wasn't like there was anybody living there. And... Within like a few minutes, there's a knock on the door, and it's the old guy that was yelling at us, playing too close to the building. And my dad starts arguing with this guy because the guy starts telling my dad, and my dad goes, "You don't tell me how to, you know, discipline my children." Blah blah blah. It's none of your business. This and that. And I'm standing behind my dad, going, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah," like that. So the door closes. My dad turns around, <laughs> right in the face. Right in the face. And he goes, you never talk to elders like that. He goes, you're not me. You don't talk to older people like that. You respect older people. I learned my lesson. That was all I needed. And they were the, then I had the times back then when my father would say, I did whatever I did wrong. And he'd be like, he'd just come in and he'd go, take your belt off. And then walk out of the room, and let you, and let you just sit there. The anticipation about because you're about to get your ass. The whipped. anticipation and the worry that you're about to get whipped by the belt. And I didn't get whipped hard. It wasn't like uh, like I remember in like remember the Jacksons movie. They go go grab a switch. Yes, yes. I didn't even know what that was. It was a branch from a tree, and they get whipped with the tree branch. I didn't get it like that. And I got maybe one smack with the belt, and it wasn't hard. It was just knowing the fact that you were going to get the belt, period. That's all you needed to know to be afraid as a kid. But that's how we we grew up. And look, we turned out fine. Yes, yes. The problem today is this discipline doesn't exist anymore. The problem today is kids do not respect older people. Nowadays, the kid mouths off to the teacher. The teacher disciplines the kid. The parents come to the school and start yelling at the teacher. And my father would have been like, what did you do? That's what he would have said. What did you do? Don't ever do that again. It wouldn't side with me. They would side with the teacher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's happened to me several times with, with my mother. Like, okay, when she found out if I said something or cursed at somebody. Forget that was, it. That was that was it. You know, yeah. she used to say, okay, you keep doing that. You're going to be picking up your teeth from off the floor. Yeah. What yeah. did you do? It wasn't like... They were siding with the teachers ever. There was, there was. I, I just remember there, there was, there was this one look that if it, God forbid, if we were in somebody else's house and I said something a little off color, <laughs> God right. forbid, I got the look. Oh yeah, and and I, I get it all through the car ride home into the next day. That's right. The worst, the worst words my mother could ever say to me: "Wait till your father gets home." <laughs> That was it, man. You heard those words? And I remember, man, when I would hear those words and I'd be in my room and my dad used to come home at like 7, 7.30 at night and i hear the garage door opening 
And I'm, then I'm just like, oh, you get all nervous. Remember the keys in the door. That's, yeah, that, yes. was the, that was the worst thing. Yep. I would hear the door open downstairs into the garage, and my dad would come up, talk to my mom, and the next thing I know, my dad's standing in the doorway. Count down the Armageddon. Oh, yeah. And though I, I will say this, though. I think I told this story once before, too, that the one time that I thought I was going to get in the most trouble, I did not. It was There actually was two times. One time I broke my retainer. I had a retainer that I used to have to wear. I used to always take it out to um, to eat, and I put it in my pocket. And I had already lost, like, one or two before that, which is, like, the worst. And this is, like, back in, like, you know, 1981 or something. And the retainer, I'll never forget, it was, like, $40 to get a retainer. This is 1981. That's $40 today is probably, like, $300. So... I had I'm on my, my third retainer, and it was Halloween, and I was changing in the bathroom, in my house, and it was in my pocket, and I stepped on it, and I knew I stepped on it, and I had just gotten done with a month punishment of no TV for losing the last retainer, so now I'm like, I know I'm in trouble, <laughs> and I'm just nervous. I'm not saying anything. I didn't have it in my mouth. And I just, I knew it was broken, and I just left it in the pocket. So then, the this was like on the weekend. I remember, forget, like Halloween was like on a Friday, and this was on Saturday, and I'm talking to my mom, and she says to me, where's your retainer? Because she saw it wasn't in my mouth. And I start freaking out. Oh, my God, I'm pretending. I don't know. And she's like, where is it? She's, she's livid. Where's your retainer? Let me see your pants pocket. Because she knew I used to put it in my pants. What pants did you wear yesterday? Where? So she grabs the pants and shakes them, and the retainer falls out, and it's broken. It's like cracked. It's still connected because it had the 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 wire, mm-hmm. right? Remember the silver yeah, wire? Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I had a retainer. I know what you're talking about. Right. So, but the plastic part that goes to the top of your mouth that was cracked in half. So she grabs the retainer and she goes and she holds it up like and starts shaking it. Don't you ever lose this? And then she starts slowing down her hand and she goes. She sees it's broken, and then she goes, did you know this was broken? And I'm like, no. I'm not saying yes. Did you know this was broken? No. And she's like, wait till your father gets home. Damn. And now I'm nervous. i never forget. I'm in my room, and it was a Saturday night, and my parents used to go out every Saturday night. And I'll never forget, I'm watching the Saturday night version of The Price is Right, because I used to be on back in the day. And then my father comes in my room and's like, you broke your retainer? And I said, yeah. And he just looked at me, shook my, shook his head, and walked out. Because it's kind of like, we just punished this kid. What more can we do? I, we know he didn't do it on purpose, but that was it. I ain't getting in trouble. Oh, that's good. Well, hey, count your blessings. The other time I didn't get in trouble, and this is the story I told before, was when I decided at 15 I could take the car out of the garage. And I backed it out. It was a Chevy Blazer, and I about halfway out, and I realized I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> I don't know how to drive. I didn't know nothing about mirrors, side mirrors, rearview mirror. I knew nothing. I'm about halfway. This is a Chevy Blazer. So this is an SUV. In 1985, and I go, I better put this back in the in the garage. So now, you know how, like, when you start driving, you have a lead foot? So I start to try to get it in the garage, but I'm lurching forward. And I'm, like, afraid now that, you know, I'm going to crash into the wall. So I'm very gently, very gently, as gentle as possible, pushing my foot down on the gas very gently, the car starts to roll right into the garage. And right when I go to stop it, I go to slam on the brake. And my foot slips right off the brake, hits the gas, and smashes right into the freezer. Damn. The upright freezer with that had the door open because my mom was airing it out. I put the freezer into the wall in the garage. I go out. I look. I go inside the house. I look on the other side. Now, the other side of that wall was our little um, boiler room of the house. And I could see the wall is like bowed out a little bit. But it's only in that one room, so it wasn't like in the rest of the house. Mm -hmm. I had to grab the freezer 
and pull it out of the wall because it made it went into the wall. You know, like you know how like in the garage, it's not really like drywall. At least mine wasn't back then. It was like just cardboard, kind of mm-hmm. like a thicker cardboard. Mm-hmm. I had to pull the freezer out of the wall, and I look at the door of the freezer, and it's got a huge dent in it, huge. And I'm like, fuck. And I go, you know, I think that dent was there. I start convincing myself <laughs> that the dent was already in the freezer. Yeah, denial, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So then I go upstairs in my room, and now I'm like, my parents were home. So now they're coming home. And that day they were coming home together. Wherever they were, they were out, like, together. And my parents come home. I'm in my room. I hear them come home. They're in the kitchen. They don't say anything to me. I'm just in my room. I'm I'm hiding in my room. And then I hear my mom goes downstairs because we used to keep bottles of soda in the garage to keep it cool. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like up in the well, you know, we don't bring it to the refrigerator yeah, yeah. bottle at a time. Yeah. So my mom goes downstairs to get the bottle of soda, and then I think she had to get something in the garage somewhere else. And I hear her come back up, and I hear her say to my dad. You know, I don't know when I did this, but at some point I must have taken the truck and I hit the the freezer. Wow. And I I put a dent in the freezer. And my dad's like, oh, no big deal. And in my head I'm like, I'm off the hook. She thinks she did it. I'm like, yes. You need to count your blessings to this day, my man. Hold on. Story's not over yet. So then... My mom is still going, I don't know when I hit this freezer. I just can't believe that I hit the freezer. I I, I can't believe it. And my, I hear my father go, let me go take a look at it. My father goes downstairs, comes back upstairs, and I hear my dad go, there's no way you put a dent that size in the freezer and didn't know it. There's no way. Matthew! Now, I'm 15. I come, I come into the kitchen like a dopey 15-year-old. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> you know, like, this is my dad. I remember, I always talk about my dad being, you know, a charmer, wise-ass. My father says this to me. He goes, by any chance, in your vast adventures, <laughs> did you take the truck anywhere? And I go, no. Why? Acting like a, why? You know, you get that high, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, nah, well, there's a den in the free. I go, huh? I don't know. And I walk out of there. And I'm going, oh, man. And then I go back into my room. Like five minutes later, there's my dad in the doorway. And he's going, I don't know. I mean, that's a big dent in that freezer. <laughs> and whoever put that dent, they had to know they dented it. And I'm like, and I'm not saying anything. And he goes, are you sure <laughs> you didn't take the truck anywhere? I go, no. And then he goes, are you absolutely positive you didn't take the truck anywhere? You didn't go out any? You didn't try to drive the truck around? I said, no. And he goes, are you sure? And then I go, no. And he goes, maybe just a little. <laughs> just a little. And I go, well, maybe just a little. Because I knew at that point he knew. He, he knew. Yeah, he he knew. just wanted you to confess. And he goes, ah. And then he just turned around and walked away. And then he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. But I didn't get, and again, didn't get in trouble. Because uh, I'm thinking I was about to go on this band trip with the school band. We were going, I think at that point we were going to, so I was 15, so it would have been 86. We were going to Florida. I'm thinking we're going, I'm gonna, they're gonna ban me, they're gonna make me stay home, I'm gonna get punished. Didn't do anything. I think at that point they kind of realized like I knew what I did was wrong. And my dad did way worse stuff as a kid. He used to take his father's car and drive it around Brooklyn when he was like 13. So he he what I did was nothing compared to what my dad did. And he kind of knew that whole like boys will be boys and they'll do things. And that was it. So I did not get in trouble, thankfully, for that. You're lucky you, man. Lucky mm-hmm. you. But it made for always makes that. I to this day, man. I in my head, 
clear as day. And that that garage stayed like that forever. I mean, because it was like dented in, like where the where it went into the wall. So it broke the wall. Like it was embedded. And I had to pull it out. And it just stayed that way forever. They the freezer there. Then they ended up getting a new freezer or fixed the door or whatever. And then my, we always had a freezer there. But it stayed like that forever. Somebody's living in that house right now saying, where is this dent Yeah, why is there a dent like this here in this house? But, yeah, that was that – was, uh, Why is it Chevy Blazer and freezer shit? Right, yeah. But, like, I didn't get in trouble for that, but there's other things that I did get in trouble for. My parents disciplined me. I, You know, we were disciplined as kids, and today it doesn't happen. And especially now with the influence of online and TikTok and YouTube – and all the stuff that for us, meaning me and Tony, since Elias is yeah. still a young man yeah, and practically yeah, yeah. I'm watching up, TikTok and driving but, driving cars when I'm 14. Yeah. No, but I mean, you grew up in an online world. Eh, partially. Eh, I, I don't we know. Did, we did not. No, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for us, if we wanted to like look at porn, you had to go to the newsstand and you grab, like where I used to go to the store, and they always had the porn magazines in the back on the rack. And you take, like, I would take, like, uh, Circus, which was a music magazine. And I take the, the porn and you stick it inside the circus. So they think you're looking at Circus in the store. Yeah. They don't know that you're looking at Penthouse. <laughs> that was the trick. Or you take Rolling Stone because that was, like, a giant magazine. Mm-hmm. And you could stick them. And they can't see it at all because that was, like, a big book, the, the Rolling Stone magazine was was bigger. He did that until they were like, you going to buy something? Because that, that was always the thing. Yeah, yeah. You look in it, you're going to buy it. Yeah. And then you like, then you have to put it back without them seeing that you were looking at a porn magazine. That's how we did it. Nowadays, kid just goes on the internet and checks that they're 18 or over and yeah. you can watch all the porn you want. Check that you're 18 or over. Does that even happen? How do they do that? Yeah, they, they don't That's, do that but I'm, No, but I'm saying like, the site still will come up and it'll say like, "Are you 18?" And you mode? click the check, and you just click yeah, it. Just click it. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Nowadays, they just click it. Wasn't Frank talking about the other day? What didn't the state uh, uh, institute that, and everybody everybody couldn't see their porn? Was that South Carolina? Yeah, he 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 was talking about that the other day. I don't know which state he was talking about, but yeah, but that, that yeah, is they true. tried, it and nobody could see anything. Oh, that was that was news you could use. I, right, right, yeah, right, right. No one brought that up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of stupid, but now at least like if you have kids in the house, you can limit what their computer can see. Like, you can put permissions in on the router, on specific computer, and you can allow. Now you got a smart kid who knows computers; they'll figure out how to get around that shit. Look, it's the old saying: "When is a will, is a way." Oh, you know, 100%. Like, like the stuff that we did when we were kids. Oh, absolutely. Know, when is a will, is a way. You know. Yeah, like, we all hey. the things that we did that was so much. We feel like it was harder then, depending on what it is, like that. But now it was harder, but now it's now it's easier because now you just look at porn. Yeah. And even, I mean, with everything, it's like that because the of, of the online world, everything is now so easily accessible. It's just a finger snap. Yeah. You can't imagine. Like, Elias, can you imagine that if you wanted to watch a TV show that came on last night at 9 o'clock when you were here, that if you missed it, that was it. That was it, yeah. You, you, that was it. You now, you might be, able, for reruns. might be able to catch a rerun. Yeah, you might be able to catch the rerun. But there was a time when if you didn't, if you didn't see it when it was on, that was it. It was done. Then the VCRs came. Then everybody was claiming they don't know how to set the time on the VCR in order to set the timer for the VCR. And I always was able to do that. I was at 14. I was able to do it when it was complicated. This is before they had on-screen displays. Yeah, it was back. <laughs> you had to like you had to move a little switch yeah. on the front of the VCR, and the VCR clock would blink. Right, mm-hmm. and then they'd have like the days. They say like Mon, Tues, when, yeah. and you'd have to like figure. All right, Monday, and you have to try to set 8 p.m. Enter. Off and they figure out how to shut it off. 10 p.m. Like it was, it was complicated. Then some time around like the early 90s, they they came up with on-screen display mm-hmm. that made it much easier. Where it was on your screen. Yeah, the screen would could, be blue, and then yeah, you yeah. could set the actual day and the time. It was very easy. But there was a time and that was it. Now. 
man, I set my I set the DVR oh to record this every single week, the new episode, not the rerun, just the new episode. And it just automatically records and sits on my DVR until I want to watch it. It's like you don't have to think about it. Or I could go to Hulu, I could go to Peacock, I go to Amazon, Paramount, and it's already there the next yeah. day. Yeah. A lot of the times. So with all these streaming services, you got so many choices to watch your shows were before as you missed it. That was it, man. And how many times I was like, oh, I got to get home on Friday night. I got to see the Dukes of Hazard, or whatever it was. And I said, that was when we were spending Friday nights like in the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> Back at, do you know arcades? Did you go to Chuck E. Cheese? You went to Chuck E. Cheese. Went to Chuck E. Cheese for- every- Last week? You went to Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, with Frank and uh, Frank and, yeah, Frank and Carmine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when yeah, so got my uh, got my reheated cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> reheated cheese pizza. Well, there was that allegation not too long ago where they were uh, they were taking half eaten, half eaten <laughs> putting cheese it back. pies, putting it back, <laughs> putting oh, it God. together. These kids don't know the difference. That's true. Come on. Like, what happened? <laughs> what, like this three year old doesn't know it's a once reheated. Once you're in the ball pit, you, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> you lose all sense of everything. In the ball pit. <laughs> Everything just smells like burnt plastic yeah, the next couple weeks. Exactly. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. But do you, I mean, have you ever been to like a real arcade? Like yeah, with definitely. Just yeah. Regular, I mean, I know there's like retro arcades now, right? Yeah, uh, my family used to go to the Jersey Shore. We used to go oh, to those okay. arcades all the time. Would I mean, you go to Seaside or Point Pleasant? Uh, yeah. Wildwood? Ra- yeah, Wildwood, Ocean Wildwood. City. Yeah, so there. you went way down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, that was my, you know, when Superstorm Standy happened, that was my biggest, uh, devast- I was so devastated because there was an old school arcade on the boardwalk in Seaside yeah, Heights. That all got that, that all got wiped. Went to the ocean. Damn. And I, I I remember I didn't know. Like so Sandy happened October, the end of October, twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. And in twenty thirteen, I used to go down there all the time. I mean, so I only lived twenty minutes from Seaside Heights. So I went down there and then I'm like, Oh shit. The whole thing is gone. Like, this is a giant building. That was on the ocean side. Mm-hmm. So you had the boardwalk, you had things facing the ocean, then you had stuff facing the boardwalk on the other side, and it would go out over the beach. Okay, okay. And it was gone. You'd walk in, and there was a f- big Ferris wheel in the front of it, and then in the back, they had all the old school games. I played Punch Out, Galaga, all that. Gone. Because of Sandy. I couldn't believe, I was like, I forgot. I was like, oh my God. Like the whole, and like the enormity of Superstorm Sandy, if people don't realize, if you go back and I'm sure you go on YouTube and watch, there's, I remember they were, I forget who was, it might have been Channel 5. They were on the top of the Beachcomber bar. And because they have an upstairs, which is basically like the roof. And they were on the roof of the Beachcomber, and you see the water up over the boardwalk. Now, the boardwalk at that time had to have been 8 to 10 feet above the beach, something like that, something like that. Now, it's kind of like a weird the way it is because I don't go there that often, so I still see it the way it used to be in my head. So when I go there, the boardwalk, you can't even, like, see the water because they built sand dunes. So you can't, so if this ever happens again, the boardwalk is protected. Mm-hmm. But they built these big sand dunes 
So you can't even see the water from the boardwalk. It's just like dunes, and then you just go into the on the beach. It's like level with the boardwalk practically. It's weird the way they did it. But um, yeah, I uh, that was arcade. I used to go to. I know they have a couple of arcades, but that was what we did. We went to the arcade on a Friday night. You know, now it used to always be like video games, the home systems. It was how close. Could the home system get to the arcade, arcade version? Yeah, now, that's what it was. Now you can get DDR in your uh, in your uh, in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah, everything. I mean, I remember like, and it was always like a like a dumbed down version, like Pac Man on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred was not like the Pac Man we had at the arcade. No, mm-hmm. and it was not at all. The board wasn't the same, and the Pac Man only stayed to the right. Like, the mouth was only going to the right. So even when you were up, the mouth didn't move up. It just stayed to the right the whole time. That stayed in one direction. And I think it was the same board every time. It might have been maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the, the, one or two. Yeah, the, the board never switched. Yeah, the board didn't really switch. If, the only thing that switched, I think, was was just the background, the color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was it. But everything else <laughs> was just was just normal. Yeah, it's hard, to find, yeah, it's hard to find those machines anymore. You know, there's a couple places in in Chinatown, but right. other than other than that, in the city. Yeah, they have. Money. I know where I live. So I'm at the shore area, and we have. Um, I know there's one old school arcade. There's a it's called the Pinball Museum, is in Asbury Park. So they have a bunch of pinball machines and arcade games. Then in Red Bank, New Jersey, there was an old school arcade. I I don't know if it's still. I think it is, but they're they're more and more have been popping up in areas where you just go in and pay like twenty dollars, and you just play every game. I mean, it's you don't put quarters in like you used to. You just play all the games. But yeah, that that was an experience. We put $5 in to get 30 tokens. Remember that, Tony? Yeah, man. $5, Those, 30 tokens. That was it. Wow, what a what a deal. That was yeah, a deal because at deal. the time, uh, you go to like the pizza place, it was a quarter. Mm-hmm. You go you go and you put five. You put a dollar in, you only get four tokens. You put $5 in, you're getting 30 tokens. You're yeah. getting extra. Ain't, ain't no deal with Dave and Buster's. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I used to go to like Dave this, and Buster's, too. Yeah, and this is way before Dave and Buster's. Way you know, before. Just, just the arcade, you know. It, it, By the time mall. Dave and Buster's rolled around, the home system, there was already a PlayStation. At least PlayStation 1 was out by that point. And Dave and Buster's, they had, like, arcade games, but they were more of the bigger ones where, like, like the zombie game where you shoot zombies. Right, claw, yeah. Or the motorcycle game where you're on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you're not going to have that in your house. No. You know what I mean? That Those are the games that I remember, David. Well, they didn't the, really have a lot of, like, they had a couple arcade games, but not really. You ever play the games where you have, um, it, you have the balls that load into the spring, you pull it back, and you shoot into the, the little hole? Into the little hole, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they have um, skee-ball. Well, that's, yeah, skee-ball, skee-ball, I love skee-ball. That's that's the jersey. And then they had one. Like, it was like like a Jeopardy. You sit like a like at a table, and a, um, the question would come right, up. Right, you hit yeah, the buzzer. And you hit yeah, the button. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always play that when I would go to Dave and Buster's. So yeah, well at the shore, like every year, whatever is like sort of trend, the trendy thing, is what the is like a video game for that. So I remember when um, what was that? The name of that show with um. The Howie Mandel show with the briefcases. Deal or no deal. Yeah, deal or no deal. Right. There'd be a deal or no deal video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, if you win, you could win, like, an iPad or something, like. Some tickets. Or iPod. You know, or get, get a stuffed animal. Or, like, or a like, thousand tickets. Yeah, like, 10,000 yeah. tickets and you get a Tootsie Roll now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went, we went down there, like, a couple years ago. So some friends came over there, little kids. So we were there. And I'm just giving all the kids the tickets. I was playing the games. I forget what games. It was like some of those. There was a, uh, I think there was a racing video game I was playing. There's a bowling, mm-hmm. like the bowling video you play. You roll the ball, but it's on video. There wasn't a lot of arcade games. No, nothing from my era. No, it, it, there's it, like a couple of pinball just modern, machines. modern games, like, yeah, like for, t- for today's era. Right, like you have to seek out the retro arcade places in order to play the games that we played. That's why I miss the arcades in Times Square. That's no longer there now. Yeah, I remember now, that too. It's all Disney now. Yep. Disney-fied and artsy-fartsy. What was your, Tom, what was your game? Like, what was your video game that I thought that was like your game? Um, Asteroids. All right. Dunk. Yeah. Dunk. Yeah, yeah. Asteroids, Dunk. Um, Defender, <laughs> um, Galaxia. 
Yeah, there was Galaga and Galaxia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Galaxia. Um, and Centipede. 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 Yeah, with the roller. Huh? Cubert? Oh, Cubert. I, I'm pretty good at Cubert. Yeah, yeah. Cubert wasn't my thing, but those games I like the See, most. See, Cubert was one of the first games that was on ColecoVision, which was a home system, that looked like the real Cubert. See, ColecoVision came along and they made games that were like really close to the arcade They game. stepped up, especially when um, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, yeah, Donkey Kong was my game. Because when you bought ColecoVision, Donkey Kong came, what was the game that, that right. came in the box. Because it was like, because the other version, first of all, the Atari version of Donkey Kong was so bad. It sucked. First of all, Donkey Kong the gorilla looked like a gingerbread man. <laughs> and it was the board wasn't the same. It was like half of the real board. You climbed the things. The, the barrels didn't really roll. They just caught a slid. It, it was horrible. But ColecoVision came out. It stepped the game up. And it stepped everything up because you had the Donkey Kong was like the real Donkey Kong. Yeah. And they had a Smurf game that was like the Smurf arcade game. Yeah. Remember that one, Tony? Yeah, the damn, Smurfs? Man. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Heavy yeah. hitter. Yeah. And this, the only games that came out on Atari, like the Atari 2600, I remember that, that in my view, that were like okay to the arcade. They weren't the same, but close. Defender mm-hmm. was close. Yeah, Defender was close. Missile Command was close. Remember Missile Command? Yeah. Where the missiles would come down, you had the little roller, yeah, you had to yeah. shoot so they would blow up. Yeah. Um, Missile Command and um, Space Invaders. Space Invaders was different, but it was good. Like the version that was on the Atari was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to screw that one up. Yeah, because it was just the, it was the same board they, every they time. They slowly descend left yeah, to they, right. That was it. Yeah. And then and then when there was one left, it go really fast. Yeah, right. but they had different modes mm-hmm. that you can play. Like so, like in the arcade game was just one thing, but like on Atari, they had one where they would take away the shields. Yeah, or it would start off already fast, like things like that, or they shoot more, or something like that. But that was like the difference. Um, but now, there are no. If there are arcade games, they come out on the home systems now. That's, I mean, the first thing it's PS4, five, and Xbox, because they still make the same games on the PS4. PS4 has not gone away yet. Mm-hmm. PS5 has been out for like four years. I think this is the longest of the crossovers. That I could see because a lot of people are like, nah, PS5 is good, but it's not that much better than the PS4. Yep. So they just stick with the PS4. Yeah, people stuck with their Xboxes when the 360 yeah. came out, and uh, they stuck with their 360s when the uh, Xbox One came out. Right, like the games don't play any different on the PS4 to the PS5. Like the game, like... The difference is, and I've had, I have a PS5, right? And I have games that I had on the PS4, and then they gave you a free upgrade to upgrade it to the PS5 version. So when I would look at the differences, the graphics on the PS5 are better, but they're not like, they're clearer, they're crisper, they're, they're smoother, the movement is smoother, things like that look pretty good. Um, depending on the game, but if you had a PS4 and just had one and didn't want to upgrade, like you'd be okay. Not missing anything. Right, until they stop making PS4 games and only make them for the PS5. Then you have to buy a new console. Then you got to buy the new PS5 console. But they'll come down in price. The only thing that sucks about the PS5 console now is that the 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 storage space is not that big. It's only like a terabyte. And you have no idea how you get these games. I'm still a physical media guy, so I still want to buy the actual game in the Mm -hmm. store because if you buy the digital version and only store it, you have to actually load it into the console to play it. So that means those games are like some of the more advanced ones. They're like 80 gigs. And the... It's only a terabyte, and there's, like, memory that – there's a space that you can only use for the system of the of the PS5, so that always stays. You only have so much storage space, and you have to have the game in the PS5 in order to play it. So if you only have a digital version, 
you only have so many games you can stick in there. And even when you have, even when you have the disc, you have to have storage on your computer. Yeah, they still uh, put not on your PS5. Yeah, they yeah. still put stuff in the PS5 that's not on the disc, but you can't play the game without the disc being in there if you have the disc version. I don't know how we got off on this tangent. This is, this it's all good. It's, you know, look, you took me down, back down the memory lane you know, to, to, to our childhood. So yeah, because we're talking about it. the Australian, yeah, and and the, and the little kids and how, how we grew up. Yeah. The only other thing I want to talk about, and this will end it here with this: Frank bitching, moaning, complaining about a six dollar and thirty one cent check. Now, this is a check that he got. For his residuals of when he and Curtis were on the radio for all of five seconds in an episode of Damages from 2005, I think he said, something like that. Maybe, I don't know how old it was. So he gets residual checks. He got a check for $6.31. So he takes these little checks and he just puts them like in his pocket or he puts them wherever. And he's like, when I go to the bank, that's when I'll cash it. Now- Tony. Yes. When Frank was telling the story, first brought up this story about the check. And he said, I got this check for $6.31, right? That's all he said, right? Yes. What did I tell you? You told me he should have took a picture, should have took a picture of the check and deposited it. No, no. I did say that. But before that, as soon as Frank said, I got this check and I put it in my pocket and I figure when well, next time I go to the bank, I'm gonna cash. I'll deposit yeah, the check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What did I say? As soon, that's all he said. Yeah. And what did I tell you? You said they're not gonna they're not gonna accept the check. I told you that this guy put the check in. I guarantee the story's gonna end with the check is expired and they're not gonna they're not gonna yep. deposit the check. And, and that's what happened. And that's exactly what happened. Because that's how well I know Frank, and now here he is, complaining, bitching, and moaning about, about six dollars and thirty-one cents. Yeah, six dollars and thirty-one cents, and the reason his fault. It's, it's not the people that send him the check. He's now complaining that they won't cash the check. They need this. They need that. They need all these things, and he's complaining when it's his fault in the first place. Look, the, the damage is done, okay? You're not going to get that money. And what, what he should have done, I know when he comes to work, whatever bank that he, he banks with, he passes that bank all the time. All he had to do was go to the ATM machine and deposit it and keep it moving since he's bitching about $6.31. Not only that, you could take a picture of the check. We're in the 21st century now. I don't go to the bank to deposit checks. First of all, if I ever get a check, A, I got direct deposit Exactly. Here, number one. And so does he. But if I ever get a check from something, you never know. Sometimes insurance companies send you a check for this, that, whatever. You know, and it's, not, it's never a lot. You take a picture. You sign the check on the back. You put your account number just like you would if you were deposited. You go to your bank app on your phone. You take a picture of the front, you take a picture of the back, it tells you if it's good, and within seconds or minutes, they go up, accepted, you're good. And all I write on my check, deposited. So, cause, and you can't cash it again. You can't do anything with it again. I write deposited, and I dump it in the garbage. I don't do those things anymore. There are so many things that people used to do that you really don't need to do anymore, like Balance a checkbook. Elias, have you ever balanced a checkbook? Haven't had the uh, fortunate opportunity. Do you even know what it means to balance a checkbook? Yeah, you got to make sure everything's there. All make right. Sure you, make sure you got you got all that money. Well, yeah, because back in the day when people used to write checks, they'd send a check out for the, you know, the electric bill, the water bill, yeah, yeah. the gas bill, the cable bill, the phone bill. All of the above. All the bills that you had to pay back in the day by check. Even before you could do it by phone, it was by check. Or, I guess, cash or money orders. Yeah. But people would write checks, and then you'd have to write in, oh, I had $1,000 in my bank account. I just wrote $100 to the electric bill. I'm going to send it. It's going to take a few days. But let me write that I have 900 in the bank, so I don't owe, I don't. Overdraft. Yeah, we, right? we learned that in accounting class. You know, whatever you had a thousand dollars, right? Three hundred dollars. You put that in your credit. 
you subtract that, that was $700. Right, you got to make sure because you don't want to spend the money because then the bank's going to go and deposit it. You don't want to write a hot check. You don't want your check bouncing. That's right. You don't want the check to bounce. Uh, yeah, you don't hear that anymore. Check bounce. Mm-mm. That used to be a common thing. Now it's just Bouncing insufficient check. funds. You know, yeah, you get a text message funds. and all of that. That's right. Late fee, insufficient funds. I remember when ATMs first started getting popular, they used to be, I used to do this thing. I was a, I was a college kid. I didn't care. I'll never forget. I went to the ATM. I had no money. I had like, like $5 in my bank account. You couldn't even take out $5. Back then, you could take out 20 that was it, it. it was just 20 yeah. 20 I wrote on the, I took an envelope. Back then, you used to have to put the money in an envelope or the check or whatever in an envelope, and the envelope went into the slot. Yeah, on the right-hand side. So you'd punch in on the, on the ATM how much money you were depositing. So I would put in that I'm putting in $100. I put it in an empty envelope with no money. And then I take twenty dollars out of the hundred I didn't I didn't just deposit. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Back then they didn't even it was now they wait like if you put in a hundred dollars, it'll say X is available. They they might make you some available depending on how much money you already have in the bank. Back then, they didn't do that shit yet. They didn't have it down yet. So I I could literally put in uh uh I think there was a limit even then of how much you can put in or take out. But I'd say I was putting in a hundred dollars. And I knew I didn't have the hundred, and I just take out twenty. Nothing like a little bank fraud, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> it wasn't my fault. They didn't know. And then, but then, see, all they would do was when your statement came around, they would say, you know, you had insufficient funds, and then you get charged a twenty nine dollar fee for being overdrawn because you didn't really have the money. And I was like, well, I'll worry about that later. I need this twenty dollars right now because I was I would walk. From the New Haven train station to Southern Connecticut State University, which was like a couple of miles. Yeah. It was not close. It was like a two and a half hour walk. Damn. And I did it cold in the cold because I took out the 20 because I thought, oh, I'm going to start walking and I'll find a cab. Like I'll see a cab because this is like downtown New Haven where Yale was and everything. So I'm on the main road thinking I'm going to find a cab. And I just, well, I said, well, Instead of just standing here because it was cold, I go, I'll start walking. Next thing I know, two and a half later, hours later, I'm walking. I walked the whole way. And I took that 20 hours and I bought myself a calzone because <laughs> I was hungry after that walk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Frank in his stupid check for six bucks, six dollars. What do you say, Elias? He said thirteen cents, thirty-one cents. He was cents. throwing around different numbers because I don't think uh, I think he's losing it. It's six dollars and change. It's not going to make a difference to anybody. That's but this Carmine's is just college fund right there. Yeah, this is just something else Frank can complain about. That's his fault in the first place. But now he's making it everybody else's problem. Yeah, because then we, he had a caller that w- that was willing to give him the six dollars. Yeah, no, no, he won't. He won't take the money. That was Neil from Staten Island, who's already given him enough. Oh, okay. Neil sent Frank a license plate that says "Ass Man" on it, like from Seinfeld. Because because you know how Frank is a big Seinfeld fan. Yeah, yeah. Neil has given Frank the Ass Man license plate. Wow. That I know. Okay. But he wasn't going to take no money from anybody, which is fine. But don't bitch about something that's your fault in the first place, especially if it's $6.31. Because if that check was like $600, I don't think you would have been like, oh, I'm just going to wait till the next time. Exactly. You would have put that in. But it's only $6. I mean, all this work that you've done for this stupid check, he's talking about, I don't want, but, but I don't want to spend the money for the stamp in order for them to send a new or what, check or whatever he's got to do. So he didn't have a problem holding the $6.31 to whenever he got to the bank. Now, remember, most of these checks will expire either in 90 days or six months. So that means he had to check. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say 90 days. That's three months. Yeah, yeah, I think he had it for three months. So that means he had to check for three months 
for $6.31, but now he's complaining that he might have to spend $0.66 on a stamp. Of course, as usual, the Murano logic makes zero sense, as usual. All right, I think we're going to end it there. If you're listening to this, of course, you want to listen to the other side of Midnight Podcast for the same day, January the 12th. Remember to go to Facebook. You can join the Murano Radio Fans and Haters Facebook group. You see what's going on there. There's always some talking and arguing and people bashing each other, talking about the show, bashing Frank, whatever they say. It's great fun to join the Murano Radio Fans and Haters Facebook group. And we end it like we always do. Your influence counts. Have your pets spayed or neutered. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.